G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Terence Baxter is the CEO of Mobile Mission Maintenance and he's joining us today and talking through some amazing issues that you will be captivated by as we talk about some of these through this coming hour. A good hour ahead. Terence Baxter, welcome along to 2020. Thanks, Neil. Great to be here with you. Well, Terence, uh, it's been a while since I've seen you, but uh, we do have a long history, and uh, I do recall having a game of golf with you about 27 years ago, as we make that calculation, and I know you don't play golf much these days. Oh, I'd love to be able to play. I should be out <laughs> playing today, but uh, you know, work and, uh, and the busyness of life and all the things I juggle means I don't get out as often as I could or should, And uh, but I'd... I vividly remember that game, and I'm pretty sure you won that game. I don't, I don't That's what I that tell would, people anyway. Okay, well, uh, well, I can't remember who won on the day, but I'm pretty sure it probably wasn't me. Golf, <laughs> golf was the winner. Okay. Well, these days, you're at the helm of this organization that's just celebrated 40 years uh, of using skills to, in a practical way, build churches, maintain churches, and just make things functional for people who are not necessarily building-minded. Well, MMM over 40 years, let's just get a little bit of a context here. 40 years ago, Australia was a very different place. The world was a very different place, and MMM has continued to grow over four decades. Yeah, look, it it grew from very embryonic beginnings. Uh, Our history is that a couple of guys, uh, David Dawson and uh, a guy by the name of Gordon Blowers, were working at a mission station in South Australia, Currawong Mission, and uh, they got a call that a pastor was stranded up north of Port Augusta and uh, needed to get towed back into Port Augusta. So Gordon being a motor mechanic and David just being David, I suppose, he they headed off with uh, one of the sons in the car and found this pastor who was stranded and uh, put his car on the trail and started towing him back. And the conversation in the car on the way back centred around the difficulties this pastor was having in, in uh, Alice Springs. And he was at, at, at risk, I guess, of losing his church building because it was the, the property had been given to him. And if it wasn't developed, the council was going to take it back. And uh, David and Gordon just looked at each other and said, you know, we could probably do something about this. And so they put together a team. They sent some materials up there and uh, organized the whole thing and got together a few of their mates. And they, they ended up in Alice Springs and they built that church. And they got it built in time to meet the council's expectations. And uh, as they were doing it, they they... Just the discussion around in, in the building team was, you know, if this guy needs help, there must be others out there that need it. And so they set out on a, a few weeks later after they finished or a few months later, they set out on a on a bit of an expedition. They headed out from Melbourne one day to see just what the, the need was out there. And that journey took them out through Port Augusta, Alice Springs, Tennant Creek, Longreach, Burke, back down through New South Wales and into Victoria. And when they got back, they said there's a mighty need out there. Everyone that they spoke to said that they could use some help with their buildings. And from those embryonic beginnings 40 years ago, on the 1st of August uh, in 1975, they got together a committee with four people. Murray Kay joined them and uh, 
and a guy by the name of John Walder, and they put together the first public meeting of MMM in the Masters Builders uh, Federation or Association uh, offices in Melbourne, and two hundred more than 200 people attended that on the 1st of August 1975, and that was the official beginning of MMM. You know what I think of when I hear you reflecting on that story? I think of the words of Jesus when he said, lift up your eyes and see the fields. They are white unto harvest. Now, there's a lot of people who'll say, yes, of course, the harvest is a harvest of souls. Those people out there uh, who are waiting to hear this message of the gospel, to respond to that, to have their lives uh, saved and transformed. But when you're a tradie, when you're a practical, skilled person, if you're a handyman or you have uh, areas of gifting which are practical and not so much in the, uh, in the theological and the, in that sort of way that you might think of Christian outreach, you lift up your eyes and you see the need that is there when it comes to the practical building of the facilities sure. that actually undergird the gospel. This is something I know that's right at your heart. It, it is. And look... A few years ago, Neil, I had a conversation with my pastor in my church, and we just bought a, a, a large factory uh, to convert it into a church, and I was having a conversation with him, and I said, are you going to take up an offering for the building? And he looked at me, paused for a moment, and he, he said something that resonated in my heart. He said, it, The first answer was no, and I sort of checked the pockets and was out a couple of million that we'd spent on the building, <laughs> and thought, oh, this guy's nuts. And he, he looked at me and he said, the purpose of the church is not to own buildings, it's to reach the lost. And he didn't want to detract our church from giving to missions. And so he just said, look, we'll find a way for the building to pay for itself and, for, and funding. You'll work that out, he looked at me and said. <laughs> and we did, we worked on the team. Yeah. But that, that in my heart, was the, was the core essence. And when the opportunity came to, to join with MMM and, and work with them, it was an easy decision for me because... You know, churches are about reaching the lost. Uh, missions organizations are about reaching the lost. Schools are about teaching Christ to kids and, and putting that as the core foundation of what they do. And they shouldn't have to be worried about their buildings. They shouldn't have to be worried about, about how they're going to get this restructured or rebuilt or an extension done or, or how they're going to fix up the kitchen to meet standards for cooking. And uh, That's our worry. We can worry about that. We, we go in, we partner with organizations. We don't do it on our own. When somebody asks us, we send them a nice letter that says, we partner with you. This is how we do it. And they say, let's go. And we partner. And it is a genuine partnership. And it's no less valuable and important than those outreach ministries because what you're doing is actually facilitating those things to happen. It, it is. And, and you know, look, I, I'm fortunate in my life, I guess, or unfortunate, I don't know how you put it, I travel a lot and I meet up with a lot of people and get to talk to a lot of the missions heads and church leaders and I talk in churches around Australia and, and overseas all the time. And they all say to me the one thing, you guys are like gold to us. You guys are like gold because you're such a resource. We don't know how to fix cars. We don't know how to build buildings. But we know that we've got to go out and reach the lost. And using those practical skills, when, when somebody finds that in their, in their heart, to say, look, I'm just a carpenter. Well, that's an amiable profession because that's what Christ was. But I'm just a carpenter, a bricklayer. How can I help? Well, there's churches out there. There's schools out there. There's missions organizations out there that can use those skills. And... People can be a bit lost in, in how do I do that, what do I do? And MMM is about facilitating that and, and putting people in contact with where that need is, where their skills can be used to make a real difference in the life of a church so that that church 
that school, that missions organization, that orphanage can continue to do what God has called them to do and not to worry about their building. Well, Terry, I want to invite our listeners to be part of our conversation today. And if there's a spark to this conversation, it is that Jesus was a carpenter and tradies are like gold when it comes to the kingdom of God. Absolutely. So uh, the talkback line open, 1-800-316-316. You can contribute to our conversation today, uh, perhaps along the lines of how fulfilling is it to you to use your practical skills in the kingdom of God? You might have some perspectives on that. You might have your own story to tell about ways that you felt when you were able to be used with your skill. Now, let's not even just restrict that just to uh, tradespeople, but for people who are practically skilled in a whole lot of ways, even, mm. even uh, people who are artistically skilled, uh, who can do things that make a box of a building look like an absolute monument to God. I mean, let's include everyone in this uh, in this conversation. Another thing is, do we sometimes minimize the importance of the skills of tradespeople? You might have your own thoughts to share on that. And how have you been able to use your trade or your skill to serve God? Our talkback line open on 1-800-316-316. That's 1-800-316-316. Terence Baxter, our guest this hour, he's the CEO of Mobile Mission Maintenance. Let me ask you about the size of this organisation now, Terence, because it's been growing over these 40 years. Uh, The needs continue to present themselves. MMM just keeps getting bigger. Is it the case? Well, maybe one question at a time, but, but it's the case. I know that there's more need than there is available tradespeople and skilled people to be part of that. So just tell us about the organisation. How big has it grown? What's the need today? Neil, we have grown over the years from a very embryonic start. Um, We probably got about 300 uh, volunteers around Australia at the moment, uh, and that's at any point in time. Now, some come and some go. Some are available uh, all the time, uh, full-time with us. Some are available for a month at a time, or uh, we have a lot of semi-retired and retired people that, uh, you know, when you get to 60 and 65, you're not useless, Neil, and and people feel they want to still contribute, and they've got a caravan, and, you know, they call them the grey nomads. I don't like to call them grey nomads because there's nothing nomadic about what we do. It's purposeful. It's concise about where they go and what they do. But we've had guys go on the road for five months, heading out through from Sydney to New South Wales, central New South Wales, Queensland, Longreach, up into Northern Territory, over into the top of Western Australia. Uh, that's about as far as they can get. They turn around then and head back up, and you know they might go to Darwin and up into Arnhem Land, uh, to some of the mission stations up there. Uh, a couple of years ago, we had a, a one of our safari teams that went out. They did twenty thousand kilometres, uh, took five months, and did nineteen projects in that time. And they get to the end of that, and they've got you know they're back in their home base, but they're still involved. They'll go and do a weekend work in a church, and they they do it when they can. Others come for two or three weeks to do a set project. Others come for their lifetime. What sort of people are typical people who are volunteering with mobile mission maintenance? You mentioned those people who are getting to their retirement years and they've decided not to retire but to retread. They've got so much great skill to be able to offer. They say, well, uh, what can I do? I'm at a loose end. I'm going to be sitting around doing nothing. If I don't do something practical, I might as well serve God. Uh, So the typical type person who is a a volunteer with mobile mission maintenance. Yeah, look, they... 
some of them have had practical skills all their life. They've been tradies, they've been bricklayers or carpenters or uh, cabinet makers, electricians. They they all all walks and shapes. As many people as you can point out in the street, that's the type of people that we have. But we need people. Uh, people can find fulfilment with as an administrator. As a as I mean, I'd be lost without Robin. She's my PA, and you know what I think of Robin. Hi, Robin. I know she'll be listening. Get back to work. Um, she, I'd be lost without Robin, and she's she's just an amazing administrator and just goes about what she does. We've got people. I need multimedia people that you know. We're in a multimedia age. Forty years ago, we didn't have that. There was no internet. There was no. I mean, when you made a phone call and you weren't at home, you went to a phone box. Forty years ago, when we started MMM. And now, you know, we, we contact everybody on, on mobiles and on tablets and everything else. People with those skills can be used as well. And it, it's, it's easy to think that it's just the people that go on site that, that make a difference in MMM. Uh, it's not. There's the administration. We've got offices in, in every part of Australia, uh, workstations. Uh, there's one in Mango Hill in Brisbane. There's one in YE in New South Wales. Uh, Perth in Tasmania, that confuses a lot of people, but that's yep. near Launceston. Yep. Uh, uh, Southern River in Western Australia and Mitcham in, in Victoria. They're all centres where where the collective work starts, but it ends up out on site at a church. And everything from the project management people to the people that paint walls and nail nails into timber and all the practical things, there's a vast raft of what they can do. And I would never try and limit uh, someone joining MMM simply because they've never been a tradie. Um, if they have a heart to serve and they're willing to get in and do it, they immense fulfilment from it. This is 2020 with Neil Johnson, helping you make sense of life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Like to hear from you this hour if you would like to contribute to our conversation, talking about people who have particular skills, uh, whether you're a tradesperson or whether you're a skilled artisan or whether you are an enthusiast in these areas, doesn't necessarily mean you have to be practically uh, or especially academically qualified, but you might like to contribute to our conversation. How fulfilling is it to use your practical skills in the kingdom of God? Do we sometimes minimize the importance of the skills that tradies or people who are artisans, uh, those sort of people who are particularly gifted in our congregations in church life? Do we sometimes minimize that importance? And how have you been able to use your trade to serve God? one 800 316 our talkback line is open. We'll take some calls in just a short while. Terence Baxter is our guest, CEO of Mobile Mission Maintenance. It's been a big celebration year for you, Terry. Uh, Forty years. Was there a you know what sort of party did you did you organise to celebrate the the fortieth? Oh, look, uh, forty years. A biblical generation. I called it. Uh, look. The, the, August the 1st, one of the important things is you, you can never see where you're going, Neil, unless you stand on the shoulders of those that have gone before you. Um, and, and that's important to me. Uh, as, as a leader of an organisation, I so cherish the work that's been done before uh, by, by great men, great leaders, men and women that have led our organisation. And so what we did on, on the 1st of August, we, we had a gathering in, of, uh, of, of the hearts in, in our Mitcham offices in Melbourne. Uh, and really, it was just a, a gathering of thanksgiving uh, to say thank you for all the work that we've been able to do. Not thank you for the work that we, that that's been done for us, but thank you for the opportunity to serve. And I was amazed, you know, uh, David, David, uh, 
Dawson uh, is was one of the early founders of the organisation, and and he he came to me and said, look, why don't we do this? Why don't we get everybody together from the old days? I said, I don't just want people from the old days. I want the now as well. And it was just a great meeting of the generations. And we we sat in that room and we gave thanks, heard stories of what they've done and some of the silly things that happened over the years. Um, and we, we shared a meal together. Um, on my very first day in MMM, they put on a morning tea for me and somebody leant over to me and said, I bet you thought that MMM stood for Mobile Mission Maintenance. I said, well, yeah. And they said, no, 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 you'll learn. It stands for many more meals. And uh, that's been true. Every time we gather together, it's a fellowship. It's a time of gathering. And it's a close-knit family organization of people that gather with a common cause and a common vision to just help others. And so that's what we did on the day. That was how we celebrated. But we've also got some stuff planned for later in the year. We have a, a conference for our staff and volunteers and uh, anybody that's interested can come along. It's in uh, it's in Melbourne on the 18th of October, uh, 18th, 19th and 20th or 17th, 18th, 19th, whatever. <laughs> I, I lose track of dates yep. and times yep. and places. I, I, I'm not even sure where I am at the moment, but I know I'm in Vision Radio, but uh, it's at Belgrave Heights in Melbourne and we're just gathering and just to get together and, and hear more stories and share fellowship together and uh, and talk about where we're going because 40 years is a long time and we've been serving those who serve, but you know, we're 40 years strong now, and that's the that's the plan we're going forward with. We're 40 years strong. This might be the day that listeners to our conversation today might well link with mobile mission maintenance and find a whole new lease on their life and their service for God in the kingdom. And, of course, that mission website for mobile mission maintenance, www.mmm. That's not too hard to remember, mmm.org.au. Uh, simply uh, go on the website, uh, send an email to Terence Baxter, and uh, he'll, I'm sure, uh, no doubt, be very, very glad to hear from you. We are taking calls, 1-800-316-316. Let's hear from Chris in Ararat in Victoria. Hello, Chris. Welcome along to 2020. Good afternoon. How's it going? Very well, Chris. What are your thoughts on tradies and skills and the kingdom of God? Uh, well, I just want to share a part of my testimony with you. Um, I was in New Zealand for the third time and I became a Christian over there. And uh, <clears throat> on the 23rd of August, 1983, I accepted the Lord. And that Christmas, I was sort of wondering what to do. And I went. I was invited along to a Christian camp. And uh, I, I just loved that. And I thought, you know, I'd love to do that as a job. And uh, a little bit later, I was back at work. A couple of months later, I was, I was back at work. And I was saying to my friend, you know, I'd love to work at a Christian youth camp. And so he, he rang up the local camp, uh, Kiwi Ranch in uh, Kaitoki in Lower Hutt, in the Hutt Valley. And he gave me a job as a welder. <laughs> I thought I'd have to be a, a preacher or something to, to work at a youth camp. Okay, yes. But, uh, because I was a welder, I got a job there. And that was the best job I've, I've had. The best job you've had was serving in your skill, and uh, and that was uh, an amazingly fulfilling experience for you. Let, let, Terry, you hear this sort of story all the time, I guess. I do, and Chris, it's great to hear it. It's great to know that, uh, well, you're 32 years old in Christ. That's one thing, but, but the first thing you wanted to do was serve, and somebody found a practical way for you to use the skills and talents that you've got. What sort of work were you doing there? What, 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 how did you help that campsite? Uh, well, first off, there was the, the camp duties. When the camps were on, um, I'd be running activities and doing meal duties and things like that. 
And then after camps, my, my job was to be fixing up things that got broken. And I was officially the um, maintenance officer. <laughs> wow. And, uh, and then in my spare time, I could do anything, want, anything I want around the camp that would be an improvement to the camp. That's, that's and I awesome. Made things like a giant seesaw and, and put a bridge over the, over the river and all sorts of things like that. You sound like an MMM person, multi-skilled and do whatever. Oh, and you wouldn't believe it, but I came home for a holiday in 84, I think it was, or 85, and I checked out the Kiwi Ranch up at, up at uh, just north of Sydney. And while I was there, there was an MMM group there. That would be Tallahee, would it? Oh, it was on a lake. I forget yep. the address. Yep. Chris, great hearing your story and thanks so much for uh, taking that uh, opportunity to call in and tell it today here on 2020. Chris from Ararat in Victoria, thanks so much for being with us. Let's hear from Owen in North Queensland. Hello, Owen. Welcome along to 2020. Good morning. Yes, yeah, my tale is uh, actually resulted from going back to the faith after, uh, after some... Uh, turbulent teenage and later teenage years where I, um, I well, all the lovely beaches up here it was actually a, a nemesis that turned into a bit of a uh, positive or uh, um, broke my leg with a boogie board being silly on a beach one day. Oh, well, I know you're in North Queensland. Whereabouts are you? What are you where are you uh, near? south of Mackay or Mackay, I say Mackay. Okay. Uh, and yeah, we we do have lovely beaches in the area, and I'm able to share that with uh, craft people at a information centre. I did a certificate too in retail studies, and the craft shop is only part. There is a wonderful old restored uh, jail that uh, is on site. We have three buildings. Uh, is the complement there? Okay, is there yeah, some they connection? Have a larger family like the Grey Nomads and, and, and a Christian family within that is uh, how I've been able to to use my my chin wag and my um and my chosen uh, after a few wayward years employment as well, I was able to purpose myself. What is your skill, Owen? What do you what do you do? Uh, I do try to share the good word uh, in a um, in a sales uh, area. It's not hard to sell the lovely sunshine up here, that's for sure. But it's a tourist related as well as uh, you know helping people with oh, a lot of local people come in for uh, gifts in the in the lovely craft gift shop and I, I more or less try to get behind the, the craft people particularly the Christian craft people That's right. to, uh, to, to keep these crafts alive you know because What sort of crafts do they do Owen? Uh, there's some wonderful embroidery which is not always popular the older you get the harder it is I think yep. for vision wise uh, but uh, I believe that there's uh, men doing uh, timber crafts, and there's uh, there is a very popular mini sugar mill that has uh, uh, they produce different sauces and a recipe book 
related to the, you know, the good old Aussie barbecue. <laughs> yep. Owen, great to hear from you today and uh, really appreciate your call. And and uh, it is an important area, using your skills and craft. I guess it's not so much about building maintenance, but uh, Terry, your thoughts on what uh, Owen's sharing. Yeah, it's amazing, Owen. We, uh, we've we had uh, many people in MMM over the years that have that have used their craft skills. They've, they've taken... Uh, the crocheted coat hangers to the wooden things that you're all, all, all the stuff you're talking about and, uh, and dedicated that, committed it and given it to MMM and that we've been able to sell that as a, as a part of a fundraising exercise for us. And, uh, when I first started, I visited the craft shop in YE in New South Wales. Uh, unfortunately, there's not enough people around now that, that have got those skills to be able to do it and we've had to wind that back. But it was such an important part of what we were doing and it became part of the community life of MMM as well because uh, people, I, I nearly said women, but people would get together and, and have craft days. And, and from that, we would, uh, you know, get four, five, six hundred dollars out of a day and, and help us get to the next project. It's Neil with you, 2020, the Thursday edition. Our special guest is Terence Baxter, the CEO of Mobile Mission Maintenance. We're talking about, in some sense here, uh, Terry, the idea that there is a spiritual necessity for people who have trade skills, uh, craft skills, artisan skills, uh, and sometimes we overlook the value of people because it somehow or other doesn't always fit this uh, this sort of image we have of what it is to be the Christian as the preacher or the missionary, but but this is really an essential part of church life, and it overflows the shores of Australia. MMM, 40 years, fabulous celebrations this month. Uh, Let's talk about, though, some work that's going on overseas because you guys are very hard at work right now in Vanuatu. We are, Neil. Look, this project for us started uh, within a week of Cyclone Pam going through Vanuatu. We were invited over there. Um, because we'd built a building there in 2012, which is a medical centre, um, partnering with Uniting Church in Australia, and uh, everything else was blown away around it, uh, and this building still stood. And we'd actually built the building in Melbourne in, uh, from our rolled steel facilities in our Mitchin headquarters and shipped it over there and sent a team over and they put it up, and it, and it was built to cyclone specifications. And, of course, when they saw that, they said, look, we need some of this. Uh, contacted uh, by the Presbyterian Church in Vanuatu. They've got a Christian school on the main island there, and uh, that's somewhere floating around the Pacific at the moment. Uh, Not sure where, but they wanted uh, this type of building. So at the moment, I've got 22 guys have met the shipping container with five houses. Now, they're duplex houses, so it's housing for 10 staff. And uh, we're also building the the, uh, dormitory for 70 students. Um, and that's all happening in August. So the team arrived, the first wave of the team arrived uh, on about the 4th or 5th of August, uh, and the next the team arrived on the 9th and ready to start work Monday, and in four weeks they will stand up five houses and a dormitory for 70 people. Let's just dwell on that for a moment. You've got a factory, which is a large factory. It's based in Melbourne. You're putting together prefabricated buildings and you're sending these out uh, to places in the mission field like Vanuatu, which is in great need after Tropical Cyclone Pam. I'm sure people didn't appreciate that MMM was so sophisticated. Oh, yeah, look, it's it's much smaller <laughs> than what, what it sounds like. But, it, you know, the machine is just a real, a real blessing to us. Uh, it's something we invested in. Uh, probably about 15 or 20 years ago, and it's been put to amazing. It's amazing, Neil, the, uh, the, how cheap it is to build a building out of steel and ship it somewhere. 
Um, to give you an idea, um, the, the, the all-up cost for, for five houses in this 70-bed dormitory, uh, for us, uh, the expense is about $65,000, and that's right to roofing stage. So they'll clad the building in their local cladding, which over there will be t- uh, cinder bricks, uh, and, uh, and they'll get it done. Uh, do the final cladding and paint it. But our, our team are over there to erect the frame, put the roofing on, and they'll get all that done in that four weeks. And it's amazingly cheap, really, for that sort of thing. If, you, if you're trying to do that in Australia, you'd be, you'd be up around the hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars for the framing stage. Might be a few Aussies uh, on your website actually thinking, I wonder if I can get one of those as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, we have a commercial build division, and they do use our rolled steel when it's needed. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it is one of those things that it, when, when people see the practicalities of it, uh, we've got a request at the moment. Uh, that's in front of us and we've been working through this for nearly eight or nine months because it's a really complex project but it's for 50 church buildings for Tanzania and we'll go on the same design as what we're using in in Vanuatu Um, and we can ship those over there 13 churches to a shipping container and uh, we'll get a team over there to uh, team volunteers to go over we won't do all the work on the ground but what we will do is train the locals on how to put it together uh, how this thing all fits when it comes out of a shipping container and, and stands it up. So we'll have a team there when, when that eventuates on the ground and they'll probably be there for the three to four weeks and they'll do four or five buildings in that time. Amazing hearing these stories. Uh, Terence Baxter, our guest, he's the CEO of Mobile Mission Maintenance here in Australia. You can connect with MMM. Their website is mmm.org.au. MMM stands for Mobile Mission Maintenance. Let's come back to Australian shores. I guess, you know, when we drive through the outback, uh, you're into towns and uh, regional communities and uh, and you'll drive past a church and it's a li- little run-down looking, uh, you know, perhaps not dilapidated, but it just needed a, a whole lot of TLC just to bring it up, to spruce it up, to make it an attractive building. You guys work not just with the establishment and building of new facilities, but, but also you've got teams who are going to various places looking after building maintenance. Uh, this would be one of the main things that you guys do. Yeah. Yeah, Neil, that's, that's the, the bulk of what we do is helping churches maintain what they've got and making them usable for many years to come. And, and you're right, bringing a, a facelift so that it's a presentable building uh, uh, that doesn't look run down and dilapidated that I guess reflects the God that we serve. You know, we, He's not a run down, dilapidated God. He's a God of now and today. And we work with the local church. Uh, we, as I said before, it's a partnership. It's always a partnership. And uh, they... Our teams, they end up with a it's, – it's a relationship that's really peculiar, I guess, if you can put it that way, because they, they're embedded in so many churches as they go around. I've got a team at the moment in Cooktown. Uh, they've, they've worked their way up the coast of Queensland. Uh, they've done about six or seven projects as they've gone up the coast from – well, I think we did one in Mackay from that caller before – Rockhampton up around Mission Beach and now they're up in Cooktown working on the outside cladding of a church that's just in a tropical environment um it's just rotted away and so they've this is the second visit there but they uh, they know the church they're embedded with them and they have lunch with them every day and they you know when they're there for two or three weeks on that Sunday they go to that church and and they're a part of it and it's a great it's a great eye opener to the breadth of the the body of Christ you said at any one time there's something in the vicinity of 300 people uh, all working in various uh, projects right around the nation. Uh, let me come back to something that was uh, that sparked my imagination just a short while ago when you were talking about the, the 
the sense of community when you've got a bunch of skilled people, tradies together. Uh, this word camaraderie comes t- to mind. The mm. sense of people turning up from all different centres. You might have people coming from different towns and cities all converging on one community. And it might be a job that takes a number of weeks. I don't know how long the typical job takes. It might be a weekend, might be a month, it might be a long time. But this sense of camaraderie that comes when everyone's turning up to work together, tell me about how important that is. Look, it's vital. Um, you know, you're going to work beside people um, day in, day out. For Our typical project is somewhere between five to nine days uh, on site. There's some things that we do that we insist on doing at every project on every day, and that is we always stop for lunch, of course, and and that's a time of sharing with the local church or the local uh, whoever we're working for. And part of the partnership is we ask them, look, our guys are coming and they're going to be working their guts out for you. Can you provide meal for them? And and people love doing that. And that builds that that camaraderie, not just amongst our team, but amongst a crossways with the church as well. But the other thing that we do every morning at morning tea time, they stop and uh, we'll have morning tea and there's a devotion and they pray. They pray for the church where they're working or the organization they're working for. They pray for the team. They pray for the other teams around Australia. And we spend, you know, 10 or 15 minutes just every morning. And that's part of the ethos of, of MMM that it focuses it focuses not just on what we're doing, uh, you know, the practical sense, but the bigger meaning behind it that we're there serving Christ. Um, people that have seen some communication from me over the last couple of years will will realize that uh, one of the little logos that I have is a fingerprint uh, up in the corner of my thing, and etched into the fingerprint is a cross. And I've told my staff and I've told our volunteers all around Australia that the meaning of that is that we want to leave the fingerprint of Christ on every job that we do, and that's That's why we do what we do. Helping you make sense of life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. It's Neil with you, 1-800-316-316, talking about tradies and the importance of their skills when it comes to the kingdom of God, those uh, those uh, particular uh, facilities that we have in our local churches, uh, in various missions, in various uh, opportunities that we have in parachurch organizations. Uh, Terence Baxter, CEO of Mobile Mission Maintenance, uh, there's lots of different ways and styles of Christian ministry. It's not just the local church, but also uh, right across the board. Uh, people who are working in parachurch organizations, I know, and I should just acknowledge that you've done some work for us here uh, some years ago uh, with uh, with UCB and, uh, of course, the Vision Radio Network and the ministries that function here. So always very much appreciated. Let me come to an issue here, because when you've got an organization like Mobile Mission Maintenance, there's a lot of volunteers. You said there's about 300 at any one time uh, working on projects all around Australia. Uh, There is a sense in which you want people to connect by way of being a volunteer. Uh, I guess there's always going to be financial needs. You'll want people to make contributions. Uh, But also this issue of prayer. You're looking for prayer partners. You want a network to be continuing to grow around the nation. How important is prayer to you? Prayer is not just important to us, Neil. It's not something that we do on the side. It is what we do. Um, I have a national prayer coordinator. Her name is Jane Bayliss, and she'd be mortified that I've mentioned her name. On She's one of these backroom people that just <laughs> likes to do it in the background. But she she uh, generates all of our prayer news that happens around the around the nation. We have prayer groups uh, circled around the nation. Part of my vision for this organization coming in 
is that we would undergird everything that we do with prayer. And so we've got prayer groups in Bendigo and Victoria, and, and we have one in our head office in Mitcham every month in uh, in Nowra in New South Wales and YE in New South Wales. I'm sure there's one in Sydney, but I haven't actually been to that one yet. Uh, in in Mango Hill in Brisbane, uh, in Darwin in, in our centre there, in Perth, in Esperance, in uh, Perth in Tasmania. Uh, in uh, I think there's three in Tasmania, actually. Tasmania is a real prayer stalwart for us. And it's vital to what we do. It's vital to know that every person that goes on site, every project that we do, every church and organisation that we're supporting is not just supported with nails and paint and everything else. It's supported with prayer. And one of the things we've started is uh, in, in the last 12 months is some of the churches that we've gone to and some of the organisations that we've worked with, you know, it's easy to think that we've gone and done a job and then just walked out. Well, we go back to them about four or five or six months later and say, you know, we don't just do that. We want to pray for your church now. You, you're up and running with your building. Tell us some things that we can pray about. And it goes in our Prayer Force newsletter, and it's a key item. We have 20 things every month that we send out and say, here's the most 20 most important things that we need to pray for this month for MMM. That gets distributed from our website. It gets distributed on email, and, and uh, that's a great way of getting around. But we also do the snail mail thing to people that can't because some of our people – um, they don't use computers. They don't know about the web and all the rest of it. And so we send that out, and that is the focus of what we do. Prayer is so important to me. It's so important to our organization, and it's so important to the success of the organizations that we work for that it it is the main focus of what we do. And when you mention uh, people who, you know, receiving your snail mail, uh, in just a few moments I'll give the telephone number because while we're giving a website today and just with reference to those who might be travelling around the nation, you might not have uh, access easy to computers and uh, the internet, uh, so we'll give you a telephone number in just a few moments that you can make contact uh, with mobile mission maintenance. Taking calls, 1-800-316-316. Let's hear from Skinner in Cairns. Hello, Skinner. You know, welcome along. Have I got? Uh, are you from Cairns? Yeah, happy, happy. Sorry, have I got your name right? Pat Skinner. Pat, is it? Yeah. Okay, Pat. What are your thoughts? Very quickly. I've I've been Wycliffe Bible translators for forty years in Papua New Guinea, and my wife and I were strippers. We built air strips. You were building airstrips in Papua New yep. Guinea. What an amazing way to serve with your practical skills. Uh, was there a connection there at all with mobile mission maintenance? Yeah, we came across them up there. We, we came across them in Darwin and in uh, Cairns, and uh, they're a great mob. We had a lot of fun with them. Let's hear from Terry. Pat, it's great to hear from you. Wycliffe is an organisation that we've partnered with in many locations around Australia and many overseas as well. Um, work we've done, I know we've done work in Papua New Guinea up there with them, and uh, it's, it's just a, a, a wonderful thing. Normally our, our conference is a bit smaller than what we're organising this year, and we normally have it at the Wycliffe Bible Training Centre in Melbourne. Um, that's how strong our partnership is. And I'm, I'm really glad to announce we're doing a, a fundraising dinner later in the year in Melbourne and, uh, and a bit of a celebration of the 40 years. And the guest speaker at that is, is David Cummins, who's a former director and founder of Wycliffe in, in Australia. 
and uh, he's going to be sharing from his heart a little bit of the partnership and the relationship and the value of, uh, on that night, he's going to be sharing about the value of, of volunteers to organisations and Christians in today's world. Well, Pat, thank you so much for your input today here on 2020 and honour you too for serving in the way that you have, uh, building airstrips in Papua New Guinea. Let's hear from Joan in South Australia. Hello. Hello, how are you? Good, Joan. What are your thoughts? Um, we worked with Mobile Mission Maintenance for quite a few years and had the opportunity to go to lots of different places in Australia. And I just thought I'd like to comment on a, um, how special it was to us to be able to go into those communities. It's quite a privilege, really, to be able to go in and serve people. And they often used to say to us, you're such a blessing that you've come to service. But we always said... The blessing is ours because we receive so much more by being able to come and serve you. Joan, do you remember any of those towns that you went to? Um, I was Well, uh, one particular thing I was thinking of was when we were in uh, Borrelulu and um, we, I went into the shop there in the supermarket and they said, oh, you're having a nice holiday. I said, I'm not actually here for a holiday. We're working at the local church. And the lady serving me wanted to know all about what I was doing. And I said, you know, we've got people from every state of Australia here helping. And she wasn't a Christian, but she was absolutely blown away. Then every time I went into the shop, she'd introduce me to everybody and say, these people came from Adelaide just to fix our church. And it's just wonderful to see that relationship that builds as you get to know people in so many different places. Terry. Joan, I love to hear the stories and uh, I get to South Australia too infrequently. I was there a few months ago and we're actually starting a prayer group in uh, in Murray Bridge, I think it is, or Tail and Bend, one of those two. Um, and we'd love to have other groups around. But, the you know, the South Australian people have been really special to MMM and uh, you're right. When we go into small communities, we don't just change the church, we change the community. We, uh, we did a job up in... Um, in Croker Island, north of Arnhem Land. And uh, when we finished, we got a note from the pastor there who said, you came to renovate our church, but you ended up renovating our community. And I thought, man, that is just the best that I've ever heard. And it, it's amazing the difference. And, and just that feeling of community spreads and, and it gets right across in small communities. Joan from South Australia, thanks so much for your input today here on 2020. Let me ask you about the gatherings you mentioned because you have a conference where people converge on a conference centre and uh, and that happens in a national scale. You've also got some state gatherings too, Terry. Tell us how you actually bring people from mobile mission maintenance together and, and share the stories and uh, and cast a vision. Uh, what sort of things have you got coming up? Sure. Uh, look, the gathering in Melbourne is, is sort of the broader MMM, and MMM goes beyond the shores of, of Australia, so all of our international colleagues will be coming to that from New Zealand, from Hong Kong. There's a large team coming from Hong Kong, uh, from Thailand, from Zambia, and from South Africa, as well as all parts of Australia. But we, we realise that not everybody can come together for that sort of thing. So each of the state centres this year have been charged. We, we always do a, a, an annual dinner to, to thank our, our volunteers, and it's, it's part of the fundraising, I suppose, of what we do. Uh, the first one that kicks off after that is in Queensland, and that's on November the 14th in Queensland. Now, the other states are going to really complain about this because that's the only one I can remember. That's what I'm focused on. But November the 14th in Queensland, and uh, and it's it's I think it's at Stafford Heights Baptist Church. They're, they're a sponsor. They're a great partner of ours, and they love to contribute. Um, and the guest speaker for that, I think, is Warren Crank. And I think Warren 
is from Deception Bay Baptist Church or somewhere in Deception Bay. But uh, that's just a gathering where people can come together, hear a little bit about what's happened in MMM in Queensland and Northern Territory for the year, some of the things, meet the people that have been on tour and help raise some very, very, very needed funds because we're really starved of funds in these days. And it's it's difficult. You know, people don't quite understand the the background as to why so much funding is needed. We, we run our organisation on a shoestring. Um, it really is uh, an inexpensive organisation. But, you know, we talk about 40 years ago. 40 years ago, compliance was nothing, you know, and it wasn't compulsory to have insurance for volunteers and it wasn't compulsory to have work health and safety guidelines and processes in place and wasn't comp- compulsory for a lot of the legislative commitments. Now it is, and we have to meet that. Us meeting it means that churches don't have to. And that's where the saving is. So what we raise actually saves missions and churches and those having to raise those funds just to do a project in their local church as well. So Now, we want to make it as easy as we can for people to make contact with mobile mission maintenance. And, of course, we've been talking about the website, which is www.mmm.org.au. I mentioned I was going to give a telephone number, so I'll do that, and I'll say it slowly enough if you happen to be travelling or, or you're, uh, you're just grabbing a, a pen and you want to write something down because you want to find out where the projects are near you and you might be a grain nomad travelling around thinking well I'm on my way to such and such a state or territory well here's that telephone number to contact Mobile Mission Maintenance to make contact with them get on their mailing list find out what projects are coming it's 0398372700 that's 0398372700 and write down that website too if you're not near your internet. Uh, that's www.mmm.org.au. Neil, uh, can I say this? If people want to connect with us uh, and they have access to the web, if they're on our web page and they go to the Get Involved uh, tab that's on there, they can uh, they can fill out a little thing. That sends an email through our system and we'll be back in touch with them and put them in touch with the local state representatives from around Australia so that they're talking with their local people. Well, Terry Baxter, time's run out. It's news time, but I just want to honour you for all the good work you do. And 40 years, congratulations, an amazing milestone, another big 40 years ahead. Uh, www.mmm.org.au. Terry Baxter, thanks for being with us. Neil, thank you. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.